We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in. Welcome back. Final hour of Saturday Suckage. The Rick and Bake Club will conclude at 2. In this hour, we will talk to Mark Rohde, talk some bears, and um, we'll get talk about kickers because that's what we're obligated to do. I think that we are now constitutionally bound to talk about bears kickers. We'll talk with Julie DeCaro, Maggie Hendricks, second half of the hour. But first, I want to we offer congratulations to Hudson High in Lufkin, Texas. Hudson High, hello. Yeah, Texas Hill Country is a little L- northwest Lufkin. of Austin. Lufkin, hello. Do you know why? No. This is a team we would have happily joined. We would have tried out for you and I. We would have found a way to muscle into it. This, uh, <clears throat> a high school competition in Texas now officially includes barbecue. Oh, it's tremendous. And how perfect is that? Uh, this is according to a story in Forbes by Bob Cook, who is from Oak Lawn. He, he writes for Cook, and he writes a blog of Your Kid's Not Going Pro, <laughs> which is wonderful. <laughs> the title alone is wonderful. But he's writing about barbecue becoming a sanctioned sport. and Competitive barbecue, baby. Championships were awarded in such categories as brisket, <laughs> Wait. Wait, hold on. I got a I finished third in brisket. <laughs> yeah, well. Hey mom. Brisket, ribs. Sure. Beans, dessert, and welding. Because you have to build your own smoker. Oh. <laughs> you do. Welding. If I had to they build offered that in welding. And here's why the future farmers, like oh my God. Lufkin High is future farmers. They have an advantage over, because the, the city, you know, the farmers have an advantage over the other guys, because mm. the other guys are practicing in ovens and stoves. These guys are actually smoking on smokers that they built. <laughs> they built their own. You know, I, I once uh, built my own smoker. I used it. <laughs> you did. I used you a, used an apple? I used a potato. <laughs> okay. A potato and some tin foil in the parking lot. Yeah. So there are, a couple, three years ago, there were maybe a handful of teams. 67 teams competed this year. Oh, my in God. The high school barbecue championships in the, in the Texas Hill Country. That's awesome. I have a friend who is, in, um, who is a competitive barbecue guy. I don't even know what I call a them. Pit master is a pit. Well, oh yeah, that's yeah. what they call them. Well, I mean, I know that's what they call like real masters, but I didn't realize like, you know, if you're just in, if you're in training and you enter some that you're, they give you the pit master title. I, I, don't, I don't. Sure, got to be different levels. Right? I not everybody wins. Not a pit everybody. apprentice. <laughs> I don't know. A pit trier. Pit minor league. <laughs> yeah, right. But he's um, and he has. He, he, He's out, he's out in L.A., and when I was living out there and times that I visited, 
he, of course, needs to practice, right? Wow, you're a willing audience, aren't you? It's the best hobby you could ever. Could ever ask the designated hope that taster? Yes, yeah, yes, like guys. Noah, he's cooking. He's trying something. Do you guys mind? Would you try these and tell me if they're any good? Yes, yes, yes. We will. So did he? Did he turn that into a, a restaurant? A pop up? No a truck? No. He's a TV editor, um, but he's you know single. He's got lots of time, so he does competitive barbecue and competitive foosball. He plays in no, national foosball foo- tournaments. Yes, he is an excellent, like world class foosball player. Is that like a two beer minimum there? Where you had in foosball? That's not like darts, where they actually, where the the competitors do drink a little bit in darts because just a little bit of alcohol gives you that perf- so that danger. steadier hand. <laughs> it no it does. It's yeah. I, yeah, some some professional dartsmen dartsmen have the. Uh, uh, you know, drink just to, you have to get that buzz right to the perfect spot, which I have not been able to master myself uh, as of yet. But no, the foosball guy, I mean, you see like great foosball players. It's a completely different game no, than what you and I've I have never, played. I cannot say I've oh. ever seen a great foosball I have, player. I, I watched I watched video online with a play by play guy. Really? Of them doing foosball. You need a hobby. <laughs> You, know, you need something else. <laughs> you need something that's else. That's it. The gauntlet has been thrown down. If I get you, I could get you the voice of, of foosball. They yeah. have foosball play. They have, There's they a have, foosball play-by-play guy who brings his own equipment to the foosball, <laughs> at the foosball tournaments. No. Yes. I, I'm telling you, because my, my friend Noah, the, the, the competitive foosballer, once sent me all the info, said, you should have this guy on your show. I mean, it's, it, and I think we should. I think you are the Have guy to do it. Have you heard his play-by-play? Yes. Solid. And it is solid. Yes. Well, you have no other foosball play-by-play <laughs> podcasters to compare it well, to. Well, I mean, just the guys I grew up with. <laughs> right. <laughs> Neighborhood guys. Wow. No, but like the guys I grew I, up listening to. I, I, when I, Mel Allen was doing foosball on the radio and Red Barber, right. that was something. Right. I didn't know they freelance, I, but I would... I would like to hear that play-by-play. Right? Yes. I w- I'm serious. All right. I'm that in. would be good. Because For next week. We often play, you know, highlights of great moments in, from the Spanish broadcast or the Korean broadcast. Uh-huh. I w- the foosball broadcast, I would say that was it. Because we used to, years ago on the Saturday morning show, we would always bring up something we did on the playground. One, you know, dodgeball. Because they, prof- they were not professional, but they were uh, organized dodgeball teams okay and we would kickball no greg greg olson used to have a kickball fundraiser did he really yes in 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 grant park and they would hit somehow his team always won they would have so we always revisited that and i would like to hear foosball play by play all right i'm on it i i am on it absolutely i will i will get you some hot foosball play-by-play, and if you're game, I will book the traveling one-man voice of foosball. I, and the, the guy brings his own stuff, too. That, that's quite a thing. He, multiple cameras. He brings his own cameras. <laughs> he, yeah. does, he, does he does the switching. He does the switching as he's doing the play-by-play. TD. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Great. That's tremendous. Okay, and, and as a footnote to this, this story from, by Bob Cook and Forbes, I tell you, he lived his, his kids go to Richard's. In in Oakland, which uh-huh. would have been, which would have been Dwayne Wade, they you know known for Dwayne Wade, but 
but now they're making a name for themselves. I did not know this existed, but they are a bit of a local culinary powerhouse, Richards. In April, Richards won uh, three titles, in its third title in seven years, in the Moraine Valley Community College Culinary Arts Competition, including wins in the individual categories of salad and entrees. <laughs> I swear to God, I would have gone out for this team. I would go back to high school now. I would be Billy Madison. I would go back to high school now <laughs> if I could do this because I love cooking. I love its therapy to walk around a grocery store. And then to make something, to pick out this fresh stuff, this, the social aspect, the people who work there, mm. the people who shop there, and especially like Trader Joe's, everybody is, it's terrific. It's a great environment. And then take the stuff home and make food. I would, I would go back to high school for this. I would not take math. You, no, no algebra, no geometry, no, no mm. math. But cooking, I once got an A in home ec because I made chocolate chip pancakes. As you should. Yes. That, that should give you an A. As one does. That, that should give you an A in all classes. Yeah, that's true. I, think. I got an A in physics. <laughs> I Why? Still... I made chocolate chip pancakes. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Did you ever... I, I had a teacher, my chemistry teacher, Mr. Langdon. God rest his soul. I assume he's dead. If not, somebody go kill him so he can rest his <laughs> nice. soul. Um, no, Mr. Langdon, um, he was the guy, you would take your test, right? And you'd go up there... And you'd, you'd hand him your test, and he'd look at it and say, all right, hold on. This is wrong. This is wrong. Before he got out the door? This he just wanted wrong. to get away from him? No, he got this is wrong. Here, go ahead. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> he'd hand it back to you. He was rooting for you. Yes, he was. He wanted you to actually learn something. So he told you the stuff that was wrong. You went back, and you actually worked on it. And maybe you got it right the second time, and your grades were better anyway. I appreciated that. I was hopeless. I was hopeless. Geometry twice, I never understood. Anything that involved logic and math, that's what math is, mm. I was hopeless. It's becoming a writer, I could, you know, now I'm trying to write fiction. Some people have accused me of writing that previously, but now I'm actually <laughs> forcing myself to do that. Mm. Uh, baseball anniversaries? Yes. This is a week for... You said it's a week for weird baseball anniversaries. And just an odd confluence, but stuff you could romance. And we talked about... Um, things like the Dodger infield, the Brock Fabrolio trade, mm -hmm. Doc Ellis's no-hitter on LSD. Well, this guy threw two this week. Back-to-back. -back. Johnny Vandermeer. In 1938. I saw June a guy, 11th, June 15th. I saw a guy, Chris Kamka, um, tweeting about it, so, on, uh, so I knew it. So he threw two no-hitters back-to-back. In the second one, he walked eight guys. And struck out seven, according to Kamka's tweet. And I asked him what the pitch count was. There is no pitch count available. No. So I wonder how, how, how deep Johnny Vandermeer went in that second game. That must have been Well, he went awesome. long enough to throw a no-hitter. Yeah. I mean, how deep in the pitches, I should say. Oh. Yeah. Well, there was there, – there were there, – nobody – you pitched on four days rest and you pitched – Or three days rest, whatever. Yeah. And that was – so he, th that was part of – Part of this week, which was, that's a remarkable thing. That is a remarkable thing. Back yeah. to back, no hitters. It is. And he almost he had to outduel Jim Hippo Vaughn, who was through a I ended up through a one or doesn't count as a no hitter anymore. Thinking what ten innings? Because mm -hmm. it doesn't count anymore. All right. The um, the something else that happened this week. Now it'll be an anniversary later on. Okay. 
Jake Bowers of the Indians hit for a cycle last night. Okay. Which hadn't been done for one day. Shohei Otani uh-huh. hit for the cycle on Thursday. Like, all of a sudden, you got the cycles. Uh-huh. And he wasn't, and Jake Bowers said, because he needed a home run at the end. And the Indians were big. And um, um, Terry Frank Bieber walks over and he goes, dude, you got to. Your, your home run, he goes, yeah, I, you know, I think I'm just going to right center. I think I'm just going to try to make good contact. And his team in Bieber says, dude, you've got to let it eat. You've got to shot it out of his cycle. Let it dude, eat. Dude, you've got to let it eat. Let what eat? The beast within yeah, him? That's it. Let it eat. Oh, so Tremendous. Baseball stuff. So we'll be back to that next year. Yeah. All right, take a break. When we come back, we'll talk football. We'll talk Bears. And uh, we'll talk with Mark Rohde. We are Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. Bears. Oh, hi, Mark. Welcome back. Saturday second, the Wicked Big Club carries on. Spiegel and Rosenblum, and now Mark Grody joins us on the Alpamani Ford Hotline. Alpamani Ford, 500 new and used vehicles to choose from. We choose Mark Grody. Mark, how are you? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How is your Saturday going? It sucks. But that's only because <laughs> we, we meant it to. It's only because it's intentional. Yeah. That's exactly right. How about yours, Mark? Uh, lying around in your underwear watching Trubisky highlights? That's just how I picture you. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of film review that goes on in here. But I've actually, um, you know, had, had a little breakfast in the city because that's what you do when you live in the city of Chicago. You either go to breakfast or brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Very so. nice. I've had uh, Rosenblum will appreciate the fact that I have had bacon today. Yes, it's God's food. You should. Oh, yeah. I know. I know how. I know yeah. how you. You. Everybody Dang loves right. bacon, but you. You take it from a nine to a twelve. I mean, your bacon love is. You used to write about bacon. I did. Bacon was was always near the top of the charts. Was that I, was I'm that a, for the, for Bacon Quarterly? Did you write or Bacon <laughs> Illustrated? I forget. Um, I had a BLT for breakfast the morning of my bar mitzvah. <laughs> True fact. <laughs> True fact. That's 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 better that's bacon. than that's bacon earring. See one dad, uh, one dad, one day, one, one Yom Kippur, one year uh, on the way back from synagogue after being there on for Yom, Yom Kippur, Kippur. When you're fasting, yeah, on Yom Kippur when we're fasting, one day, one year on the way back, we stopped at Wendy's. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that, dedication to bacon and meat, but not dedication to Judaism. So you know, <laughs> it's, eating it's very, food and buying it from well, a What's more important, yeah. really? This hour is brought to you by Shelton yes. Fireworks, home of the big ones. All right, so the Bears concluded this is the last of the OTAs. Next time we see them, they'll be 
showing up in Bourbon A, right? And what did, what did we learn this week? What did we learn throughout the OTAs, Mark? Well, we were able to narrow down a field of seven kickers to three kickers and now down to two kickers in Elliot Fry and Eddie Pinheiro. That's obviously we have not been able to escape that storyline. It still exists, so there's that. I think the other significant thing that we have learning, it seems like to a man, the, especially the receivers in this offense are are talking about and actually using the word drastic to describe the difference in how this offense feels right now as compared to what it felt during the season last year in the first year of the Matt Nagy offense, the first year with Mitchell Trubisky, and, and the first year with a lot of the, the receivers that they brought in last year, the free agents specifically, like Allen Robinson and Trey Burton and Taylor Gabriel and um, Anthony Miller, the second-year wide receiver now. And the, I guess the most significant thing I heard in that capacity came out of the mouth of Taylor Gabriel. when he, He's the one that used the word drastic, and he also used the word marginalized to describe how they felt in the offense last year, as in they just were not able to do um, everything they wanted to do in terms of the playbook. So there's a lot, a lot of big talk out there about how the offense is going to take that big step this year. Looking at uh, on Championship Sunday that weekend, I remember looking at the quarterbacks there and realizing that one of the commonalities was time in the offensive system. You know, and even Pat Mahomes, who's his first full year of playing, but he spent a year in that system prior with his guy, uh, Matt Nagy, in fact. So, uh, but the way they're talking about Mitch Trubisky's understanding. And this is not just from Nagy, right? This is from, from other, other people. It seems they do believe that he's made a gargantuan leap um, intellectually in terms of this offense, right? Yeah, yeah. And, it, it, Matt, it seems genuine, too. Like, of course, if we ask a player, you're going to expect that they're going to say, yes, it, everything looks better and it's going to be better this year. But their eyes light up from, from the coaches to the players that I just described. But... You know, Matt Nagy has said it. Mark Helfridge has said it. And we know from hearing from Mark Helfridge, the Bears offensive coordinator, he's about as honest as anybody when he assessed. When things were not right last year, he would admit it in a very, um, you know, calculated way and a very smart way. And now when you ask him about what Mitchell Trubisky looks like, he, you know, he's another guy who is basically saying it's, it's night and day in terms of his comfort his assessments. We know how accurate Mitchell Trubisky ended up being last year, but there were times when he was not able to identify, you know, the open man as in a better open man than maybe the one that he passed to. Um, and that specifically means the ability to throw downfield. And I think that you're going to hopefully see more of that this year. Mitchell Trubisky is going to take the next step, or at least they hope he does, in assessing what defense are doing and making adjustments at the line of scrimmage. That's when, when you hear Nagy talking about going from you know the 101 courses to the 201 courses or the 300 level, whatever it is, that's what he's talking about. Trubisky being a, being more comfortable in, in identifying things and knowing where the open man is going to be. We're talking with Mark Rohde, talking Bears here on The Score. Rosenblum and Spiegel with you. Uh, you mentioned Miller, and where, where are... Miller and Burton in their various recoveries? Yeah, so according to, again, the head coach, Matt Nagy, and again, Burton, to get people caught up, has a, a sports hernia from which he is recovering. 
Anthony Miller has a shoulder injury. He had shoulder surgery in the offseason, as, as you remember, a couple of times that shoulder came undone last year. So according to Negi, the plan is, and I guess you can, I'll use the word hope again, um, that day one of Bourbon A, that those guys will be able to be back in practice and close to full force. There's no guarantee, but they have circled that date, uh, whatever it turns out to be, uh, to be when those guys are expected to be healthy. So, you know, who knows if it'll actually be day one, but it sounds like if all goes well, they will be good to go for at least the preseason. So with, with Trey Burton, we are... There, is there any talk at all about the anxiety that he has been very open in discussing in terms of his life and his past career? We know that last year uh, Matt Nagy had to remove a play that was very similar to the Philly special because Trey Burton said he was having anxiety in it. That, that's a pretty, it's a pretty powerful thing to, to have your coach need to do for you. Um, and I say this with no judgment as a guy who has had anxiety and, and, and dealt with it uh, himself, but... So is there is there because he insists that was not why he missed the playoff game. Is that correct, Mark? Yeah. And, you know, he didn't rule out the possibility when we talked to him at the end of the year last year, when we finally did on that final day when everybody comes in to clean out their lockers. And he, you know, he has openly discussed that as an issue. But I think that the reason that, um, you know, it's not coming up right now is because of the sports hernia that he suffered and Matt Nagy saying to us during the OTAs, this was a few weeks ago, saying that this injury is associated with the groin injury that he had that kept him out of the Eagles game. So um, if if you are, if we are to, to believe that, then you have to believe that it had nothing to do uh, with the anxiety issue. Um, the other part, too, is with, with Trey Burton being injured, we have not had access to really talk to him a whole lot during this off season. So, I mean, I'm sure that once Bourbonnet comes around, it might, you know, come up, it could come up in, in conversation as a possibility. But again, because of the fact that he does have this, this injury, I don't think people are digging too deep at this point mm-hmm. um, for the peripheral and, and specifically linking um, any anxiety issues to what happened in the Philadelphia game last year. Talking Bears football with Mark Grody here on the score, Saturday suckage, Rosenblum and Spiegel. We, um, Dan Weeder wrote this week, there's still some, I don't want to call it fallout, but some of the residual comments from the Bears 100 gala and the, the inter, introduction of all of these players these, and, and many great players and have them giving them a platform left the current Bears in awe, like Dan Hampton talking about expecting greatness from Akeem Hicks and Hicks saying, to listen to him tell an auditorium full of people he expects greatness from me, that puts a weight on your shoulders. And I love to lift, so we're going to get after it, <laughs> which is Akeem Hicks. And, and Kyle Long commented that it sounds a little bit scary, but to have them think that much of them is a promising thing. I don't know quite what to make of it. You were there at both, both at the event, Mark, and probably in the in on the field and when these players were talking about that kind of fallout what did what did you make of it does this surprise you do you think they were honestly in awe and inspired by what they saw you know that's a great question because of of course 
no matter what. Again, they're going to, if we ask them about the 85 Bears, of course, they're going to say really glowing things. They would be silly not to. But it felt like each of these guys, like the current Bears, have their their blood brother from the 85 Bears. I mean, you <laughs> talked about uh, Hampton and Hicks. You had Khalil Mack, who is a very soft-spoken man of few words, was just when, when the name Richard Dent came up when we had a chance to talk to him in many camps, he just started, he was glowing. And he said that he talked to Richard Dent for like a half an hour and Richard Dent was was talking to him about different moves, and he was asked, Khalil Mack was asked, hey, are you going to use some of that advice? And he just was like, hell yeah, I'm going to use some of that advice. <laughs> so it, it wasn't just like throwing out the, the fake respect um, or kind of like shaking their heads, oh, I'm going to talk about all these old guys. Like It just seemed like they were all in awe of these guys. We know Trubisky had fun with Jim McMahon and probably picked his brain about, you know, the pressures of being a quarterback in Chicago or really anywhere. How about Tariq Cohen and Pinky Gentry, Mark? (laughs) (laughs) A boy can dream. You know, know, wait a minute. Now that I think about it, wasn't uh, Pinky Gentry a number 29 as well? I I, I think he was. I I don't, I don't know. My brain doesn't work in numbers. Sadly, but yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right. or, or, Or I guess Silky D, but I mean, Pinky would make more sense. Absolutely, yeah. That seems like a better comp, probably. Yeah, Pinky was the guy that that would always be, uh, you know, that the, the dick to draw play on third day. I'd be like, what is he doing? Run! Oh, Pinky up the middle for 17 yards. Beautiful. Yes. So, so yeah. I mean, it's a good question, Steve, because I thought too. Like, it's like, okay, now we have to ask these young guys about players that they never saw play live, and we have to like all act like it's gonna, they're going to be enthused by it. And, but I, I think they were genuine. I think that they really did lo- love it. Hey, Mark, is this – it's just a really interesting choice if you're Ryan Pace, having failed at kicker for year after year after year in a bunch of different ways – to just bring in seven guys and assume that somebody's going to be good enough out of that seven. Should make, it's, make like it's opposite day and do the opposite of whatever he thinks he should do. Well, maybe that's what he's doing. I, I mean, I, like, it's well, just, it's very... They still got guys missing from that vital distance. I mean, it's fairly, yes. It's, it, it, it's just, it's really interesting for a team this close. I mean, that's why it gets this kind of attention because he's failed so colossally at uh-huh. it. That and, and a team that's this close to feeling like a true Super Bowl contender to not have that thing figured out. Are these two guys anything special? They're placeholders. They're seat fillers at the Oscar. Well, I think that Matt Nagy had, and you guys probably heard this, but there was an answer that Matt Nagy gave um, on the first day of uh, minicamp when the kickers had a bad day and he was asked, what were you thinking when these guys all missed in succession back to back to back? He said, I was probably thinking the same thing that you were thinking. <laughs> and I, I, I will apply that to, to now. Now they didn't say that about this, but they're probably thinking the same thing that you're thinking as in it's possible 
that, and they admitted this, that it's possible that it's neither Elliot Fry nor Eddie Pinheiro who ends up being the Bears kicker when they open the season against the Green Bay Packers in prime time, um, that there could still be somebody that is added to the roster in Bourbonnet, somebody that gets cut from another team, another mm-hmm. guy that we haven't thought about, uh, somebody that we have heard of. The problem with both of these guys is is that, and, and Matt, you, you said it perfectly, that it, you're going into a potential season where you could be back in the playoffs and maybe even in the Super Bowl. You can't mess around with this stuff, and neither of these guys has had NFL experience. Eddie Pinheiro did play in a preseason game for the Raiders in which he was three for three, but then it was on, you know, he was out for the rest of the season on IR. Elliot Fry has quote unquote pro experience in the AAF, but um, it's hard to conceive that you're going to bring in a guy that has had no NFL experience. And again, maybe one of these guys is a star. I don't know. I don't know enough about kickers or evaluating to know if, you know, maybe one of these guys is going to have a long, brilliant NFL career, but I'm, I'm positive that the Bears are probably keeping their eyes open um, for potential other candidates to kick when their team starts the season. Stevie Sunshine is here to suggest the upside of this is that whoever they choose, they won't feel that good about, and it may prompt Matt Nagy to go for it even more on in dicey situations, fourth and whatever. Mm. You may just see more that that playbook you talked about that they're embracing that they're they're not that Taylor Gabriel says they're not marginalized by anymore. I think that could be an upside of this that you you could eliminate the dependence on a kicker by just putting it in your quarter your franchise quarterback's hands and letting him make a decision at the line of scrimmage. Stevie Sunshine, you have done it again. So, I yeah. like that angle. I'm because it's there were times so last smart. year. Oh yeah, you're brilliant. There were times <laughs> last year um, when there we remember when Matt Nagy would go for two in a in a scenario that maybe you know was questioned and, and literally was questioned either after the game or the you know next couple of days at Hallis Hall. Did you go for two there because you were worried about Cody Parkey missing another field goal? So it already started to occur, maybe as a correlation to that, and just because of the aggressive nature that exists with Matt Nagy. So, yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. I think the other part of this is, too, is that if they, you know, let's just say their kicker is Eddie Pinheiro, and he comes in and he misses a big kick in week three, they're not going to be as prone to keeping the guy around this year as they might have been with Cody Parkey, considering the commitment and the money that they had had paid him that that this year they'll be like nope we're not playing this game we're going to cut this guy and we're bringing in the next guy so even if they do commit to somebody it's not like they're going to be married to that guy yeah no I, 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 if you're to ask me whether the the traveling caravan of unemployed kickers is going to come through Hallis Hall at some point this football season I'm a I'm a definitive yes no matter who it is <laughs> like there'll be some point during the year where where the Little Miss Sunshine bus that has all the kickers in it, and there's a Grammatica there, and, and Jankowski is now like clinging to the back, desperately trying to hold on. It's going to come through. It's going to come through. Time. Unless the dramatic occurs, you. unless the dramatic occurs, and and the Robbie Gold thing comes to fruition, which would seem really complicated at this point. I truly had thought that when I was at the Bears 100 thing. They introduce all the current Bears players. I have some breaking news. Well, yeah, because seriously, check it out. Uh, Joniak 
said, oh, looks like I forgot to introduce somebody. You know, just kind of playing with the crowd. We forgot who, you know, and it wasn't Khalil Mack. I'm like, I was thinking, I'm not doing the math right. Who did they leave out? And I thought it was going to be a Robbie Gold introduction, but it was uh, Kyle Fuller coming out in the retro uniform. So while it was cool, I thought maybe it was going to be Gold. Yeah, Yeah. I thought Kerry Wood would walk out. (laughs) He needs something to do. The uh, this last tweet by Joe Ostrowski, Joe O does early odds gambling show. List Caesars Entertainment has posted odds on NFL MVP. Pat Mahomes is your seven to two favorite. Andrew Luck six to one. Mitch Trubisky way down there at seventy five to one. You guys, let's go live to Springfield. Let's bring in Joe Ostrowski. Joe? He's still there. <laughs> he's, oh. still, he's still there. Still there. Caesar's Joe? Man. Just thought I'd share that. Joe's camped there? out at a homeless shelter in Springfield. That's right, with the rest of the Bears kicker tryouts. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Eddie uh, Pinheiro. Eddie Pinheiro, Mark. I just, watched, <laughs> I just watched video online of him hitting an 81-yarder in pads. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a foot. Yep. He's got a foot. Yeah, That's a good thing out. for kicker. Mark, this is also the guy who is watching foosball play by play so uh, i heard that yeah. i heard that that is that is ridiculous well, we'll yeah i don't it. i don't like i don't like anybody who would be that serious about foosball and i'm talking <laughs> about you man i'm talking about the professionals like you can't take something that's fun yeah. and leisurely and, and make it serious i don't like those people don't you, like them you, can you imagine like right all of a sudden all the fun would be sapped out of foosball you know? Yeah, people can't get that good at foosball. I mean, uh, I it's like that. It does. It takes away the the amateur experience. Let's not. <laughs> there's certain yeah, pros that there, certain sports that should not be pro. Drinker? Just like the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. Well, right. We'll try to keep foosball clean. Thank <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys. Mark Bears. Brody covers the Bears roster in the week and sidelines for WBBM <clears throat> during games. Um, I did watch Eddie Pinheiro hit an 81-yarder in pads. 81. In Denver? No, just now. He's like in practice. So it's just video of him in practice. There's no – he is wearing pads, but there's no other, other players, you know. There's yeah, just a couple of his gonna, friends there. The are there going to be other gonna players lined rushing, up? They're going to be rushing the kicker mm. the other team. That, that's how it works. All right. And so he's maybe good for half that distance. That's the problem. That would be that would be good. <laughs> Take a break. When we come back, we'll say hi to Julie DeCaro and Maggie Hendricks. Rosenblum and Spiegel, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Seventy the score. This is Sports Radio six seventy the score and six seventy the score.com. Chicago Sports Station. The sixth inning is brought to you by Meyer. When we support the home team, we all win. Little shout out to Matt Spiegel with Toto Rosano, one of his favorites. Another great LA band, 5 3 Dodgers here in the sixth. I I really don't like Toto. I, I deeply dislike Toto. Except for this song. This is Hold the Line, playing right here. 
Hold the line, love isn't always on time. I like this one. But Rosanna and Africa? Oh, my God, please. No. You vomit. Never, you were never in love with Rosanna Arquette. That's the problem. Um, you know, you're, you're right. Patricia for a while there at one point. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so Casper, he's been wanting to get Rosanna into the set for Hot Stove Cool Music for several years. And every time it comes up, several of us laugh at him. So I, he decided to make that me and point that out last night that I love Toto. So that was on the broadcast. And, so that's the joke. And my Twitter explodes from there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jerk. So look at that. <laughs> that <laughs> Spiegel. Toto lover. A no, long noted Toto lover. The yeah. bottom of the hour is brought to you by the Chicago Dogs. Tickets now on sale for the Chicago Dogs, your premier minor league baseball team. Get in the game this weekend with the best postgame fireworks on Saturday and catch on the field with dad and autographs from Big Z on Father's Day Sunday. Tickets at the Chicagodogs.com. The Chicago Dogs, baseball with everything. So we, you've never blessed the rains down in Africa? I, no, not personally. Ugh. No. I have left the dance floor when the rains were being blessed <laughs> down in Africa. And I will again. Tough room. We are joined by Julie DeCarroll and Maggie Hendricks. They, uh, they will be on from 2 o'clock until, I can't see the schedule. Five, five. Five. Five, five. No field five. Okay. Then what? You'll be talking about the Cubs, won't you? This mm, fact who? that they, pitchers can't hold leads. There's a lot of things to talk about. And then you got you you're you're banking all of this one and four road trip <laughs> on you, Darvish. Pitching How in scary, LA. Yeah. Yeah. How scary is that? That's a little yikes. Um hopefully he's in a better headspace than he was last time he was in LA when he didn't want to come out of the dugout, but <laughs> Seriously, when when he, when he that's where he threw his bullpen session and then got yes. shut down forever. And said it was the worst day of his life. That's good. Yeah, so that's great. It should be a great night tonight. We'll see. That's, isn't it jarring when people talk about stuff like that? I remember when, that the worst day of his life. That Really? You haven't had a worst day yet? And he's on Twitter. You haven't had a worst day on Twitter? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Remember when Chuck Pagano signed a contract extension in Indianapolis to be the head coach? And he said... This is the best day of my life. And he had just beaten cancer like eight yeah, months right. ago. Me and his wife and kids By, are by like, the way, yeah, he's got a wife. And he's his wife's like, cool, yeah. great. Yeah, I Glad mean, that, I'm here. that stuff was good. Yeah. And not being dead was good. But this yes. right here, getting to coach the Colts some more. Getting to stay in Indianapolis. Who doesn't want that? Uh-huh. Well, the, the idea of losing seven and eight and this road trip against teams that are just going to smack you around the fact that the Cubs have got, gotten leads, pitchers have given them up, and now you have a guy who's, this is an art. Darvish does that regularly, not protect leads. It would be something, not a statement game, but it would be something if they could get him a lead and he could actually hold it. That would be some form of encouragement. Well, it, you feel like when you pay a guy $126 million and he is your supposedly heir to the ace spot, that you shouldn't have to, like, baby step him along like this. This right. drives you would me think crazy. So. But that's where we are. It is where we are. That's where we are. It, it doesn't it, mean I can't be salty about it, Steve. That's, I, that's... I can call him fragile, but Matt wants to use... Sensitive. So. Sensitive, which I think is a kinder word and a more realistic word and a, a word that actually gets you a response from Cubs people because they can't deny it. 
fragile though bristolat. Right. I'm not looking to make friends. No, I'm not making friends either. I'm just looking to further the conversation and find out what they're doing. Because when you have an investment like this who is sensitive, then you have to take care of it. You, you have to use your mental skills department and you have to manage appropriately and you have to not let him have uh, Wilson Contreras if he doesn't want Wilson Contreras. And you have to... You have to do whatever you can to get him there. I think he's, I think he's gotten there myself. I, th- I think we've seen calm, comfortable, mostly confident Darvish for about five starts, maybe six starts. Um, and I, and I, hopefully he'll do well tonight. That would, that would be really nice if he did. But I, I, I suspect he will, actually. But we'll see. So in, the wake, in the wake of Aloy Jimenez, two, three-run homers, just easy swinging, easy power, as Speaks calls it. It, we were discussing it on the day that marked the anniversary of the Brock Fabrolio trade. Oh, God. And I just thought, well, Eloy Jimenez for Jose Quintana. That's, that's one that's going to haunt Cubs fans for a long time, I think. On multiple levels, yes, right? Haven't even right. seen Dylan Cease yet. Right. And if they don't make that deal, then those guys are available to go to Detroit for Justin Verlander instead <laughs> a couple of months later. Jose Quintana's never really lived up to what he was with the White Sox. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just bad all around. Good yeah. times, good times, good times. I was at the ballpark last night, and 31,000 people at Sox Park was pretty damn cool. And Giolito being that good again against the Yankees, and Eloy hitting those two. It was a very cool atmosphere. I mean, I, I was at Kopech night last year, and that was good for two innings until it rained, and then his arm exploded. <laughs> it <laughs> rained every time he pitched last year. It did. It, it did. Yeah. But this, 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 was, this was really good, and they like good for them, man. Good, Haven't good we for all been good, for like except for couple... the guy sitting next to you. Yeah. Oh. He had a guy give him tickets, and the guy said, I liked it better when the place was empty. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Blackhawks fan. I was, yeah. So I was at Wrigley on Sunday, sitting in the stands, and this guy, there's like eight empty seats next to us, and the guys are still sitting right next to me. Don't you feel like there's an obligation when there's a whole thing of empty seats to move down? Ideally, at Wrigley, you would sit every other person. Depends what inning. What inning? Men do because we know the rule. The whole game. So, like by the third, I'm like, move. Yes. Don't sit next to me. Mm -hmm. See, that's why you fart. (laughs) Strategic farting. I can't do it on command. (laughs) You need to know more about me. Men should already know that because (laughs) we use that the the urinal process. You never take the urinal next to the guy. There's at least there's at least one. We even do space. that. Yeah, you get that. even you, you know you have stall right. respect. Yeah, stall etiquette. That's so, right. So That's when Julie and I go to the bathroom mm-hmm. together after the show, which we always inevitably do, we go to our quarters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, the seats at Wrigley are from a time when people were so much smaller. They're so close together. We had uh. smaller and, and, butts then. Yeah. And I don't need some random St. Louis fan. I don't know sitting <laughs> on top of me ever. Well, that makes you know what the fact. That makes your farting even better. I think yes. it makes it more powerful. If it's a St. Louis fan, you know, oh yeah, I'm yeah. letting rip. Farting is such sweet sorrow. Yes. It really is. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's why you fart from Maggie as a drop. Julio, can you grab that <laughs> and make it a ringtone? And please send it to me. Thank you very much. So what other flatulence will be discussed on your show today? Oh, we're going to talk Women's World Cup. We are indeed. We're going to talk, I don't know, what else are we going to talk about? We got we, the bull stuff. I want to talk about Plant Man and just seeing... Oh. Oh, plant man. Seeing teams, seeing towns that have not won anything in a while win something, it's been a joy. I want to talk about the uh, possible subterranean alien moon base that has been discovered. I think we should talk about that. Well, this, I, yeah, I'm excited to hear about it. How could you miss that news? I was very busy this week. I was freaking out about it on Twitter. Yeah, sorry. Which is where you go to freak out about this. Exactly. (laughs)
And if you weren't freaked out to start with, you will be yes. by the end. Right. <laughs> That's terrific. All right. We're going to say goodbye. Thank you, Zach. We're going to turn it over to the subterranean moon boats. <laughs> Thank you, Julio. And Julio and Zach Withers produced us. David Schuster, Mark Brody joined us. And uh, we will continue the merriment and hijinks with Julie Carroll, Maggie Hendricks. Saturday Suckage, thank you for joining Spiegel and I on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 